Welcome to the Full Scope Podcast, hosted by Landon Leach and Caleb Stafford. We are committed to pursuing all things Jesus, outdoors, hard work, and being free in who we were made to be. We are here to share our passion for living life to the fullest as sons of God. Thanks for listening. Now let's get to this week's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Full Scope. Episode twenty four. It is. It's twenty five. It's twenty five. <laughs> Last week well, was twenty four. Heck, I can't remember. Twenty five. Here we go. Episode twenty five, and we have a awesome guest for y'all today. Uh, yes, it's sir. one of our closest friends. Uh, his name's Landon Roverson. Lord, we go back to. Days in fraternity at college, and Lord, the Lord's intervened and crossed our paths multiple times since then. So we get the privilege of doing life together with Him now, and uh, the Lord's doing a lot in His life. So welcome, Landon, to the show, everybody. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, you got Landon squared on this one, yes, sir. Caleb, so we'll see. We'll see. If... <laughs> We can keep this boat afloat. But thanks for having yes. me on. So we got another week. We ain't we're on a Wednesday instead of a Sunday. Yep. Been busy with trying to kill a deer and organizing schedules to get this done. Yeah. And life still goes on. So we decided to record on a Wednesday and Landon happens to be in town. At the porch. It up. Yep. So, uh, share a little bit about that, Landon. Uh, kind of the space that the Lord has in your life right now of where you're at, and sure. Give some background on these guys of who you yeah. are and um, all that good stuff. Yeah, Landon Roberson. I'm from a small town called Paris, Tennessee, and uh, yes, we have a miniature Eiffel Tower. If you're wondering, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, all joke the song. Uh, me, me and Caleb went to uh, University of Tennessee together. Uh, was in the same fraternity, um, of which I'm still working for their staff. I just couldn't get away. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, me and Stafford uh, had a lot of just fun journeys together in college. And one thing led to another. And Caleb's sitting down with me at his Zaxby's, and he's like, you're coming with me to this Bible study on Thursday night. And I'm not giving you much of a choice. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> so I was like, get him. I was like, you know what? Caleb is one of those dudes. When he tells you to do something, you just get in line and follow him because you know it's in the right direction. Yeah. So I, uh, one thing led to another. I walk in uh, to the porch, porch's Bible study. Uh, you guys have probably heard before in a previous episode. And met Mr. Landon Leach. There's very few times I've walked in a room and shook hands with a dude and we have the same name. Yeah. So that, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I think you were the first other Landon to come to the porch, and yeah. I was like, "What is happening? This has never happened." Before. Crazy world out here. <laughs> I mean, God's moving. He's moving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was two years ago, this past February. Wow. So February of 2021, and to say that my life has been a rocket ship to the Lord and His presence is an understatement. I think the porch has a huge factor in that, just showing me what sonship means. Show me what being a true brother of men means i mean it's more than just 
seeing each other and catching up for the week, but it is, it is a current and a stream and a flow that's powered by the Holy spirit and just be able to first see that and then be able to taste it for myself Mm. um, walk into that maturity as a man um, and to be able to be surrounded by guys like Landon and Caleb. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like being around a campfire. You're around it long enough. You're going to be smelling like smoke before you know it. So that's, that's kind of my story uh, with the porch and these guys. So you can buy these, uh, phrases that he spits out on t-shirts soon. They, after this they call me Mr. Metaphor in high school. So if you hate metaphors, this is so. <laughs> God, I reckon. But, but anyway, anyway, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on this, this show truly. It's an honor and just happy to be here for the conversation. Sweet. Dude, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been like the last two years, like have probably been the last, yeah, two years have been extremely long and jam packed full. Of a lot of changes, I think in all of our lives and the way we all came together in different times was really awesome. Oh, definitely. Very cool. Uh, I mean, Landon's definitely a special friendship that I hold dearly and definitely honor the fact of just the man he is and stuff. So tell tell everybody what you do now. I mean, I know you hinted at it, but kind of give the background of yeah what your occupation is and what you're doing after yeah. school now and yeah. all that. Totally. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, my job is fortunately remote. So I get to do a lot with that. And, and that role is I'm the alumni director for the fraternity that me and Caleb were in, in college, uh, Bay Dupes, Long Kai, also known as Brothers Under Christ. So it, it's a very unique space to be in uh, because it's fraternity, but it's also fully Christian um, and seeks to honor the Lord. So being in the alumni director seat, it's also very unique because I'm not just talking with college students, but I'm also talking with men all across the country in different mm. professions, backgrounds, ministries. I mean, the list goes on and on. And I'm I'm able to not only, you know, leverage what we have for them, and I'm able to really taste and see what the Lord's got on men's lives across the country. So mm. it's completely opened my paradigm the wow. past two years to really have a front row seat of like, hey, here's here's how the Lord's moving. Here's how his spirit's moving. And here's how he's doing it through men. And we all know in our society today that the definition of manhood is so blurry. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not clear at all. And so being able to be in spaces where, man, I see pillars of men, but also I see men who haven't truly stepped into their manhood mm-hmm. and all in between, I'm in my own journey lifetime. And so it's just a really cool combination that I get to walk in every single day. Wow. Um, but with that, like I said, it's super relational. It sounds a ton of fun, but nine times out of 10, I'm just at my house working remote and it's me and the Lord. And I'm just sitting in, in his presence and we're just hanging out and I'm working and that's where I like to be. And so that's, that's my bread and butter. You know, it's fun going on trips and seeing dudes, but the sweet spots when I'm just sitting in my living room, that's mm. me and him. And we're just, we're just sitting together. So. Yeah. Mm. Dude, that's super cool. Uh, since you just hinted at it, I'd really like you just from knowing you, and how much of a social bug you are, how much you love to travel, how has that shifted from what you just yeah. said was your bread and butter now is mm. your wow. time with yeah. the Lord yeah. and working from at home, whereas 
I mean, just from my experience with you, you love being around your boys and doing yeah. whatever that yeah. is, just hanging out, or if it's going and doing something adventurous and fun, you just yeah. love being around people. How has that shift kind of happened, and what is give some insight on what that looks sure. like? Because I think that's a really unique perspective, and I think there's a lot of weight on that. So, yeah. So I am a social butterfly. I mean, we were in college. You know, I was a resident assistant. I did the fraternity thing. You know, I did church ministry for a while, and I was always just one of those people that was bouncing among people. When you're in college, it's easy to do that. Or mm -hmm. let's say you're not in college. Maybe you're just in a profession and you're in office space. It's easy to get lost in the people that you're with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not saying you don't have identity, but it's it's hard to find that once that goes. So I graduated college. And like I said, you know, 80% of my job is remote and I'm in the house by myself. First year was great because I, I still live locally to the university and had a lot of friends still close by, but slowly but surely people start moving out, you know, mm. chasing jobs, you know, starting families. And I just woke up one day last year and it was like, what am I doing? Mm. What is my life? What, what am I building on? You know, it just, I, the, the, the treadmill turned off wow. that I was running on. Mm. Um, and it was like, crap, where am I headed? And that was probably, let's see, August of, of last year. And big piece of my story is, is my family um, has endured a lot of hardship over the past year, um, just in total. And that was the first time I really faced any real adversity, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I was really wow. fortunate growing up, grew up in a small town, you know, that, that creates kind of a bubble atmosphere. And, mm. you know, when, when the rubber meets the road and you're a 21 year old and you feel like an orphan boy, and you don't know how to how to handle things on your own, things get real really quick for you. Hmm. And especially when you can, I can't run to an office space, I can't run to a job on a construction site. You know, yeah. I I'm stuck in my house on my keyboard and a screen. Wow, that'll teach you a lot. And mm -hmm. um, for me, the biggest wins of my day was putting my dishes away and making sure my room was straight. Wow. Um that was my biggest wins in terms of talking to people. I mean, it was just people on zoom. I mean, that was my, my social life. And it wasn't because I wasn't trying. It was just everywhere I turned, I just felt like the Lord was closing a door hmm. on me. I mean, even my own family, I felt like there was just a lot of closed doors happening in that season. I tell you what you sit, you sit in the bed long enough and you sit in a rocking chair in my basement in the dark long enough. And you realize how empty you are without him. Hmm. You know, there, I, I could, I knew all about the Lord. I did a lot for the Lord and truly, you know, I, I believe, you know, I was born again at the time. I'm not saying I didn't know the Lord, but in terms of truly intimately letting him in, in every single inch of my life, that, that was it. But the thing was, I didn't open the door. He busted the door down. Hmm. He pressed on me every single day. Yeah. My biggest enemy was the Lord. It felt like the biggest punches I got were the ones from him. Wow. And and that silence day in, day out, day in, day out. You start stacking days like that. And you, you look in the mirror and you're like, who am I? I don't know who I am anymore. And I could put on the fake face around my friends like everything's great and turn it on all day. Mm. But in terms of that root identity, there wasn't a lot there. And mm. so the Lord tore down any tower that I built up for myself and who I thought I was, what I was doing. He had to blow that up and start it 
start at scratch from level ground. So hmm. long story short, you know, from that level ground place, I've started to build a lot this year with them. And it's been super sweet. I mean, hmm. I've encountered the Lord in ways I never thought that I personally could, that you only hear on Amen. YouTube or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seriously tasted the wealth yeah. of him this year. And that's just come from a posture of saying, all right, Lord, like I'm not going to build anymore. Like you just build. And I'm just going to sit in your presence. That's, again, bread and butter right there. So I still do my dishes. I still mm. clean my room. But it's not out of ob- obligation. It's like, man, every little thing I do is for you and through you and by you. Mm. Um, so, Dang. yeah, that's kind of the context of my last year and this year. Kind of how the Lord's moving through it. Jeez, dude. Preach. Man, I just want to say, like, Landon for one obviously he can the man communicates like crazy but like the the last year I mean <clears throat> you kind of reconnected with me like not not that we ever disconnected but it was just out of this out of the blue season you know this time of like well like you're like in this super pressing moment which me and Landon talked about this like a probably a week ago or more maybe even two or three weeks just about that time, like what drove him into that place. And, you know, I think, and then in that, in that time is when you moved to Nashville, like God did something in you like three months and it's like, Oh, time to go to Nashville. Uh, and it was so wild when that happened. Cause I, I literally sat Landon down. I'm like, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me this is not what I need to do. And yeah. I think a mark of a good mentor is when, and I consider Landon a mentor of mine is, you know, when, you ask them, you're like, this looks stupid. I shouldn't do it. What do you think? They immediately just point to the Lord and they're like, I don't know. And they're just as open-handed as you are. And so that was a pivotal turning point as well. Dude, I tell you, I learned that from Caleb. <laughs> because when Caleb had to leave and moved to Hillsboro, everything in me was pissed. <laughs> and I learned <laughs> that there's beauty in those things sometimes. Wow. I learned that there's deeper relationship sometimes on the other side of that move and you don't know what's God's got. And, uh, but out of that, something I want you to just kind of speak on from your heart on is in that time, since you've been to moving to Nashville, it's given you, and because your job's remote, you have had the opportunity to be here right now, like you are on this episode and be at the porch, like what one week a month or every other month or something like that. And like, I just kind of want to you just share kind of like your heart on that and what that ex, what that's been for you already and you know maybe just talk about the porch to you and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean the porch is made up of the men that it consists of, and that's what's so special about it is it is about the men that the men are the pillars of the of the structure, and so for me, you know, like I kind of mentioned, you get near a campfire and you start smelling like smoke. That's what it is for me. I mean just being around men that ignite each other for the Lord is you can't resell that. There's not a formula to that. You can't purpose that. And that's mm. what makes the porch so special. Um, and the cool thing is the porch lets itself kindle before it starts building the big flame. It doesn't put fire starter hmm. on, on the stack of wood, but it lets its men slowly be built up into who they're called to be in wow. the Lord's time. And so that's good for me. The porch has become a refuge for me this is home for me. Mm. You know, I, I mentioned my, my family stuff going awry and, you know, feeling like an orphan. I don't, I don't feel like an orphan anymore. Mm. And 
half of that is the Abba Father side of, of going with the Lord. And then physically, it's I'm, I have a place to come to with men that are going to stand beside me arm in arm yeah. and carry my heart when I can't even hold it to get to the Lord myself. They're going to they're going to help me carry it to them. And so I think what the porch has meant to me is this. I operate from coming here, getting filled up with my, my men mm. and just getting a taste of the Lord. And then I just go out. Mm-hmm. And I go to, to Nashville or work or dinners or friends or whatever. Yeah. And it's like I'm operating from a place of having a spiritual home. Wow. And that's that's what the porch has meant for me, which I would have never tasted if I didn't move. <laughs> you know, Dude. being 20 minutes up the road is a lot different than being three hours. And so for me, when I come here, it's very intentional. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking time out. I'm taking a drive. It's like I'm not just coming here to play games and just hang out you know yeah. this is very intentional and I, i'm believing the lord's going to meet me each time i'm here but that being said you know we're not limited to the lord yeah in a, in a certain geographical place i don't want to, oh, to yeah. accentuate that um but i do believe that the lord places people and environments and places that are very mm. special to our hearts and where he meets us so yeah. that's what that's what the portion meant to me yeah dude i think seeing you use the like you've actually brought a new aspect of the porch and the ministry. The Lord's trusted us with the porch alive. You've brought a new aspect alive in the way that you're getting, using it. I'm like, Oh dude, like this is, it feels so alive when you do that. Like, it's like, you're just, you just make some, you're making this choice and you're so intentional about this choice, but like you don't realize that you're actually starting this current that is happening around the house and around the the porch that is like, I'm I'm like over here, like my vision eyes are just like, whoa, like, look what, the, look what's on this. Like, look what is available, you know? And like, this is, this, I feel like there's like this inhale, exhale living mm-hmm. aspect now of the porch because you have chose to pursue just the space really. And, you know, and like, say like, Hey, I'm in covenant with these men and I mean that. And so I'm going to put myself there when I can. And I don't know. I just think it's it's awesome. It's just it's God's grace. It's it really is. It is like the faithfulness of God to say like, I am going to take these men from this place, and I'm we're going to build up fathers, and the the ones who carry a father heart vision for the porch, they carry it to the things they do, and and we all we we are in covenant in that space, but we're all going all over the place from it too. Like it is just this in and out thing and we get to go we get to come to the house and be together then we go out then we come back to you know it's just like this like thing it's so alive but it's i'm so glad i just wanted to share that because i'm like getting to see that for me the last five months with you it's like god it's been awesome five months it feels like five weeks dude yeah i mean dear lord but uh but yeah i think you know with the father at peace something for me like as I, I'm starting to get fatherhood vision for myself, very like small seeds of it, like right now. And something I'm learning is like the more that I just dive into being a son of the mm. father and the more that I just embrace that, it's just, it's natural. It's just like stepping into your manhood, stepping into how you see your life building out in the next 10, 20, 30 years. That's just the fruit of the root, man. Yeah. And it's like, if, if, if I just root down with, with my men and I root down with the Lord, and I just water that thing and nurture that, whether that's coming here for a few days or whether that's other times with the Lord, mm-hmm. like 
everything else falls into place. Dang. Yeah, I'm just wrecked by everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, Caleb is uh, gone up to heaven. He'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, I just think that's you said it best. Of it really does ignite and illuminate the portion of a porch that not a lot of people will get to see or use, just mm. because most of the people that come around are people that either grew up around there or have some sort of family tie or something in the remote area. So there's yeah. not a lot of retreating and then coming in from out of towners, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, that's few and far between life happens. People get busy, all that kind of stuff, but there is something special about these times that Landon says, okay, since I'm so fortunate that my job's remote and I have this time that I can take and just spend it and give it to the Lord and be with my brothers as he's talking about mm-hmm. and be sharpened and get to go to Bible study once a month with these dudes and then get to do life at the house with the guys for a few days is very mm-hmm. life giving. So I'm super jealous cause that's freaking awesome. Uh, but just for Lord that, knowing you Landon there's a bazillion things that you could be out there doing with your time uh that wouldn't be wrong things yet you, this is what you choose and sacrifice and i think the lord has really recently met you and honored you through that and yeah. this isn't the only instance so i just think what you're talking about the fruit of your root and that kind of stuff it's very mm. visible on your life and yeah. Uh, it's super encouraging. I love yeah, it, man. Very much. Hmm. Yeah, I've. I mean, I think one of the hardest things for a believer to see is is the fruit, because hmm. you're so focused on being anchored. Yep. And me and my buddy were talking about the other day of how like the Holy Spirit is the wind, like you know it talks about it in Scripture, and you have fruit you can't dictate which fruits fall off the tree to be consumed. You can't dictate which fruits stay on you with the Holy Spirit. It's one of those things you just have to flow with it. You don't know which way the wind's going to blow. But I think, you know, we live in a culture that's very consumeristic and very like, what are, what are we what are we giving people? What are we producing people for people? Yeah. And so for me, it's been, I'm still on this journey. Like you talk about the fruit part of the equation it's been really hard for me to actually see tangibly what's going on. I feel a lot going on mm. underneath the hood, but I don't necessarily know where the car is going you know, <laughs> half the time. So, yeah. so it's a metaphor. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, All the time. Yeah, all the time. I love it though. I love it. I oh, know when I text you, I know when I text him or something, I'm going to get, I'm like, package it for me, baby. Come on. <laughs> Give it to me in a way that no one else. <laughs> I'll put, I'll box it up for you. Don't worry. About that. Oh, dude, I do, I do think there's some hidden truth there. Of it is really hard to see your own fruit, and wow. I yeah. think yeah. that comes from. I mean, you can see it in nature if we wanted to. Of if the tree's just a tree, that's all it sees itself. 
it can't. Now, when you have a human outside of it, and you're looking at the beauty that it's displaying, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, you get to it. see it. Yeah. In full magnitude, whereas if you are the tree, you can't see that. That's Everything right. that you're putting off is hidden. And, and when you're the tree, all you can feel is the wind. God, it's like all you can sense is the spirit. And dude, sometimes a fruit feels like freaking weight that's yep. weighing you yep. down, and yep. it's not. It's like actually what's producing all your life. Yep. It's crazy. Oh Lord, Caleb, you got to warn us before you start going that was, in. Like, that was God, wild. Hell. that was wild. <laughs> Jeez. That wow, for free. That's awesome. Good gracious. Wow. Dang, that's true. God, me and you were kind of talking about that the other day, too, about how, like, well, it was just kind of like this conversation of, like, how we see each other is so much different than how we see ourselves, which is kind of oh. like the a thing. But at the oh, same, but like, when it comes, huh? No, I was just agreeing with you. It's definitely yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's like, but it's like with that, it's like you don't see, you don't, you don't really see all that you're doing. Like you don't see the fact that you know you coming to our house once a month is actually making the porch what it was made to be, just because you're choosing to do that. It hasn't, you know. It's like you're not trying to make the porch that way. You're just doing it because you're hunger. Yeah, but it's actually, you know, and that's fruitful. So good stuff. Well, that also goes into the point of identity is everything yeah because you are doing it i just lost my thought but talking about you do it number one out of who you are and the authority that you carry out and it's not to have a ripple effect it's not Mm -hmm. just foreseeing the fruit yeah it is you have to do it out of just the pure hunger of your heart and yep. you're doing that, Landon. So So Lord hit me with something this week. I was I was reading the Jesus feeding the five thousand and we've all heard this story a million times. We know what happens. Jesus sit on the hillside, there's this massive crowd of five thousand people coming his way and they don't have anything to feed them. And the Lord's heart is how do I feed them? That's, that's, that's Jesus' heart. It's the wow. first thing is I want to take care of them. Uh, and then the disciples are yeah. like, how do we feed these people? And Jesus looks over to this little boy and he's got a basket of fish and bread. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, I mean, I, it's seven total. I think it's five fish and two loaves or something. Don't, don't kill me for, for not knowing those numbers there. Um, but the boy gives that portion to Jesus. And I got slapped silly upside the head mm. saying, Landon, give me your portion. As little as you think it is, give wow. it to me. And I'm going to multiply that in ways that you never thought. But here's the crazy part. God, here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. He uses all, all of that fish and bread. And then there's 12 baskets left over. So when I give whatever I have to the Lord, mm. not only is he going to use it in massive ways, but I'm going to end up with way more than I ever could Dang. imagine. And you talk about God saying, I can give you more than you could ever imagine or think. And so that, dude, that I, rocked me this, that, that rocked me two days ago. Dude, I have never seen the little boys thing as an offering. 
Yep. And so that, that wrecked me. We oh, went to a worship gosh. night last night and I'm just, I'm going crazy, but I say wow. all I have to say that, you know, with me coming to the porch and me giving my portion to the Lord, mm. like I can't predict what that's going to multiply into. But what I've seen in my personal life is it has multiplied more spiritual fruit in my heart and my life than I could ever have predicted in the first place. Wow. Dude, yep. Well, that speaks for itself right there. That's really cool, Landon. That's some yeah. awesome revelation. And there's a lot on that. Yeah. Dude, like, we're so blessed. I mean, like, it, I don't know. I'm just, the Lord really has blessed us with just brotherhood and the joy that we all get to have and just like honestly sharing stuff like this all the time. Um, and uh, I kind of want to kind of segue now and something that's been on your heart lately. And, you know, we're going to try to, we're going to kind of go, go ahead and go into is the Lord speaking to you about consecration and um, what that looks like and what is, what God's saying to you about that right now. So, yeah. So earlier in this episode, you know, I mentioned how the Lord kind of shut me away. I'm a firm believer that the wilderness period is the starting line for anyone who's wanting to follow the Lord truly. I mean, we see the Lord meeting Moses in the burning bush out in the wilderness. We see Jesus start his ministry out in the wilderness right after mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit fell upon him. And so for us as as following the Lord, that is a prerequisite. Wow. But the beautiful part is we don't have to find the wilderness. It'll find us. Yeah. And wow. so for me, the wilderness found me. I didn't, I wasn't like, okay, this sounds super cool and sexy. I'm going to go after the wilderness. No, it finds you. And the wilderness is designed to feel like a wilderness for you. So wow. the wilderness for me is not going to be the same for Landon. It may not be a physical Dang. wilderness. It may be a mental one. It may be circumstance, but it's going to click those buttons in you that you cannot relief, find relief other than from the Lord. And so for me, I hit that season for me, and that was being shut away from all civilization. It felt like people-wise. That was my button. And so I didn't know what to do with myself. And so with the word consecration, the Lord was literally emptying anything in my cup that wasn't him. People, circumstances, the way I saw my life. I mean, family stuff, like I mentioned. I mean, he just emptied the whole cup out thing when you first empty a cup is it's going to be empty for a period before you fill it again and so for me i was in this period of being set aside emptied consecrated for him sitting in that tension of i i don't have anything in me but i'm not fully filled yet and the lord and his grace allowed me to sit in that tension Hmm. in that wilderness for 40 days that we see you know we see the israelites in the wilderness where they get the promised land like to sit in that tension of consecration saying lord Hmm. You were emptying me out and you were setting me apart mm. for you. Wow. The setting apart. And so that's where, that's kind of been the word over my life, you know, recently up until this last month. And the new word for me is consummation or being consumed by the Lord. Mm. That the cup's empty. Now I want to consume you yeah. with a holy fire. Come on. I want to not only fill the brim, but I want to overflow the whole surrounding around the cup. Yeah, And the thing about being filled is I have to sit still. I have to sit still and be ready to receive him. Yeah. 
But the cool thing about consecration, when the Lord sets us aside, he trains us to sit still and wait for him. Yeah. That's in that tension that we learn to sit mm. still and wait. We don't look for a formula or an answer. We look for a person. We look for Jesus in that space yeah. and we wait upon the Lord. We take heart and we wait and we wait. And then we get, we get little tastes, you know, little pours into that cup. And before we know it, as we build that faith up, we are overflowing. And it's not, it's not an overflow of, oh man, my cup's filled now. Yeah. But we're obsessed with the person that filled us. And so. Uh, to cut you off, would you go in more like, not to like be super personal, but I want you sure. to shed some light on, you're talking about this wilderness season, this pressing in and consecration. I feel like when you're in that season, or you feel like you could be on the brink of that season. Yeah. Number one, it seems scary. Number two, yep. it's uncomfortable and it's not some it's not appetizing or pleasing. Yeah. So it's very easy when you feel like that to substitute in uh something else that be you start getting satisfaction from your job, from a girlfriend or a boyfriend, a something else other than what you were truly designed for with the Lord in that intimacy space. And it kind of gets overwhelming and you kind of run from it and you choose something else. So instead of sitting in that tension and choosing it, mm. uh, we typically choose something else. So give some practical like insight on what yeah. your experience was like of actually recognizing the fight that you had to choose to dive into that for yourself and the breakthrough that it's brought you. Yeah. I think two things I'm, I'm kind of wired to always achieve something. So for me, I, I dove straight into music, which I've always been a musical person. I like to create music even still, but in the moment, you know, I was trying to make something happen out of that yeah. space. And it was also a distraction too, because when you're making music or, you know, thinking about a release or you're thinking about marketing or you think, you know, there's, you can go down a rabbit hole all day mm -hmm. and before you know it, you're just obsessed with this. And so the Lord's blessed that, you know, hindsight, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, I did music and it was, you know, this, that, the other. I just think for me, my, my eyes were on that. That was my distraction. Mm. Another thing um, is really just mind numbing. I mean, I would spend. I don't know what my hour count used to be on my phone, dude, but it may have been 12 hours a day. Dang. I mean, just YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, like I just went into this insane mind numbing space for wow. myself, truly. Um, just super, what can I listen to? What can I watch to get my mind off things? That was kind of my like, quote unquote, cigarette, <laughs> you know, <laughs> getting, getting hits to get away. And so, yeah. That I, I would say those two things, man, I think on a, on a practical, tangible level, like big picture pursuit, it was the music. And I think the day to day, it was, it was numbing my mind when I wasn't working. I was wow. just, and I wasn't around people. I would just lose myself in a 20 minute YouTube video or a TV show or a TikTok reel for two hours. You know, as, as silly as that sounds, it's really looking back. It's really what it added up to be. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, dude, that's that's a very real thing, and I think that's very common on mm -hmm. in today's world. 
minutes and hours can go by very quickly if we let them, and they can be very pointlessly used. Yeah. It's wild, too, when you when you feel that tension and you try to do that. It just, I mean, it makes it worse. I mean, yeah. it's just, the Lord is just so jealous for us, man. Mm-hmm. And so. So, okay, that's the space you were in. What did you choose to start taking the steps in the right direction that you've been pulled in? First thing I did is I went to Landon. The first thing I did is I went to Landon because I was like, I don't know where the fire is, but I know who's warm and I'm going to go, I'm going to go and I'm going to ask questions. So I literally went to Landon and I just started asking a ton of questions Mm -hmm. one night and I was just sitting there like just talking about where I was at and I didn't really have a lot to share because I did, I was just like, I was empty, man. I was like, I'm just ready to get filled. And there was a moment, you know, in the conversation, the spirit started moving. Landon looked at me. He's like, you just need prayer. And he just got up, walked over put his hand on me, prayed over me. And dude, that night, that's when it started to shift. I yeah, mean, I felt was, a, that was a I, I felt a tangible shift in my powerful being. Night for sure. Uh, one of the pictures I saw that night was the world becoming a marble in my hand. Yeah. And it was huge <laughs> because for me, I was so focused on what's the next big thing or wow. what am I going to do with my life yeah. or that aspirational side that I mentioned. Right. And it's like, that put in perspective when the world's marble in your hand and from then on regular cars look like hot wheels Mm. and all my surroundings look like one of those Christmas scenes, town scenes (laughs) on a table that you see that, that was my reality. And Mm. I was marked. I was like, Holy crap. Like Mm. everything that I'm worried about and consumed with does not matter apart from the Lord. And so that's when I, that's when that chain started to release for me and I'd started to see a different, Mm. bigger paradigm. Wow. Uh, and then that's what started to stir that hunger because I was like, there's more. Dude. Yeah. And I want to, so cool. I mean, in that go ahead. I, I was just going to, you know, I feel like we, we talked about this the other day, like there was, you know, that, that choosing music, choosing to scroll your phone for hours. You know, we talked about the pressing that happened. Cause I was like, I was, I was just seeing this process play out, you know? And I was like, what led you? Cause I get so many questions of like how, like, you know, and Caleb's Caleb's doing a really good job of like bringing out these like practicals, but it's like, how did, how did you recognize, like, how did you recognize where God was going with you? Or even if you didn't, like, what was it like? Because a lot of guys have a hard time connecting with God. And, you know, there was just such a dissatisfaction with you. You know, you were so there's a, there's a piece of going into the wilderness that you know you don't realize you're in a wilderness season until you realize how dissatisfied you are yeah. with everything so, outside of the wilderness yeah you know and i remember you telling me that and it was just like i mean i watched you go to try to go after this church opportunity this church opportunity this ministry opportunity for years or a year and a half or yeah. more yeah. and then you know to this place of like okay i don't i am squirming and I'm choosing all these things to numb myself from actually looking at him, yeah. even though I don't really know how to feel like I look at him, you know? Yeah. Um, so do you think, I guess I'm thinking about like with consecration yeah, and this dissatisfaction piece, you know, how do you, I feel like those two align somehow of like how I, I, I'm dissatisfied with everything. And the Lord's like, 
okay, well, I need you to, to consecrate yourself, prepare yourself to, to be satisfied in me. You know, and you talked about that, about how the, 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 uh, learning how to be still. Yeah. He does. So like, what was that like? Um, just trying to think of, of words to put to this. I, I think the Lord gave me a small taste of what he was like before I actually received a lot of him. Mm. I think the satisfaction is important, but there was, you know, moments I tangibly remember walking around my house and I'm just thinking about it and I'm just, you know, and this isn't a crazy big spiritual prayer walk 40 minutes. I'm just saying I'm walking around five minutes, you know, and you just get this little prick on you in the Mm. spirit. Like there's, there's more, there's more. And so towards me coming to you, it was, it was very, I just started getting those little pricks Mm. and I was like, Oh, I don't know what's on the other end of this door, but I'm going to go up to it and knock, basically. And that's what that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I think curiosity plays a huge role into it because you're yeah, the Israelites, you're in the wilderness, you're promises, promised mm-hmm. land. You have no clue what it looks like. You yeah. just hear that it is flowing with milk and honey and all this. You hear, and they were pricked about it before yeah. they actually saw it mm-hmm. while they were still in the wilderness. Yeah. And so for me, I started to get these pricks that something was on the other side. Dude, I think curiosity is a really good word there because something that curiosity comes from something and that's hunger, that's looking. You know, Jesus said, obviously, the one of the famous verses, those who have ears to hear will hear. Those who have eyes to see will see. It's like those there's some people are only curious who are looking, you know, people who are only curious who have their, you know, who are listening. And I think that's a. That's a big piece. That's so interesting, though, thinking about consecration, because, you know, when you talked about that's something that has been really been speaking to you, like, that is a very weighty word. You know, you the word itself is just like, oh, you know, it's going to cost you something. Yeah. You know, you know, when you when you're when you hear consecrate yourself, it's like, OK, I, I just think of this picture of like, oh, crap, get everything off the table. I got to sit, I'm about to sit down and just look at this thing, you know? Um, and I think in my story, when I reached out to you, it was like, I kind of cleared as much as I could off the table. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's all, we're always growing in the Lord, but it's kind of a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> metaphor. It is. Uh, but I, I moved stuff off the table and then yeah. I was like, I don't know how to view this. So I needed help. And I was like, that's when I reached out to Landon was like, Hey, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know how to make sense of this table anymore because it doesn't look like the way I built it. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. I think there's a lot of, I think the Lord really honors you in that of seeking Landon in this situation of actually taking action and doing that instead of, I mean, I've been guilty of times and I know other people are too of, you can get so swallowed by the moments or whatever your struggle is at at the time and you can just sit there and you can be quiet and you can just say ah maybe next time or you can say ah i'll get to it later and ah, you just it snowballs after that and then it can really damper down and slow you down to a point of Number one, you forget about it, or 
you just get so numb to it that you've moved on to something else and now something else is bogging you down and you didn't even realize that this one still no. has a big mm. play on you. So you by you listening and to that urge of I need to speak about this and really get some knowledge on it really plays a part in your plays a part in your breakthrough just yeah. on the part of action like yeah. you went with the intent of fixing it or helping letting the lord fix it for you yeah and i think a lot of times we'd much rather talk about it and complain about the situation that we're in than actually come with a heart of this is this ends tonight this cycle ends and I'm going to see it through. And that's yeah. the perspective that you carried. So, wow. Mm. I think the Lord really honored that. Mm. Really. Shoot, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's, that. that is literally everything. I mean, wanting to, wanting to lean into it and actually, like I said, hungering after, you know, like, I was just when you were saying that, Caleb. I was like, some people, some guys are just apathetic and period. Like they are just like they recognize where they're not at, and that's good. They're just like, well, I'm just not there, type thing, you know. Um, yeah, maybe they'll stumble upon it someday or something, you know. Yeah, and it's just like you're not going to. Like you have Flat God out. is a God to be sought. Like He said, you you know He's a God to be went go, gone after and to. He pursued you, and it's like you have to pursue him. Like it is, yeah. it is very yeah. much, and that that's part of the beauty of relationship, you know. And it's like you show me a guy who doesn't know relationship with God and like is frustrated about it. You're showing me a guy who doesn't pursue God. You know, it's like if you don't, if you're not desiring enough to pursue him, to like get in there and like, okay, everything these people that I trust tell me about you they you know especially in this word or whatever like the, the bible it's like i'm gonna find you in this thing because i need to know you you know it's like yep but if you're not moved to do that you know it's you know it's that's that's a hard place for you know no no one can help you get to that place you know that is a lead thing well also he leads you it says you know jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness yeah there the Lord know. leads us into that too. Yeah. It just shows you his love, man. Yo. Like, it's like, dude, like, yeah, I'm walking out of this, but it's not all me. <laughs> it's like, it's wow. like, you just become consumed all over again by just the gospel and the love of the Lord for us. Wow. Like he loves us. So much. And his grace is, his grace is big enough to hold us in our mess. Wow. And not just in a cliche way, but like when it gets low and we're looking for answers too. Yeah. Yeah, so is there is there more you're wanting to add on this consecrated piece? Uh some other stuff laying on your heart that you're wanting I'll to I'll probably just talk some practical elaborate like, on. Yeah. Like this consecration journey has not been, oh, I became consecrated and it's been a fairy tale. That is it's been anything but, man. Mm. Like I am learning the Lord over and over and over again. I've seen a new angle, new angle, new angle. And it's not very emotional, feely based. Like mm. I feel like our our culture's made experiencing the Lord. And it's nothing against having an emotional moment or, or a feeling moment. Definitely, I think that's amazing. But it's become like, oh, if I don't feel super intimate with the Lord, then I'm not intimate with the Lord. Wow. 
it's like saying, okay, I married somebody and I don't feel like I'm married today. So we're not married. Yeah. And like, for me, it's, it's gotten to this point where it's, it's deeper than emotion. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage anybody on here that like our Lord's love for us and, and our love for him is deeper than emotion. Emotion is the icing on the cake that we're trying to consume here. Yeah. And it's amazing. And it's great to have affection in that way towards the Lord. But that's not the prize. Hmm. The prize is a person. Yeah. It is Jesus himself. Come on. And so for me, it's like I'm constantly, even today, is like I'm, I'm walking hmm. through my day. Just, you know, I'm listening, I'm listening to my worship music or I'm praying or whatever. You know, I'm not, I didn't have a emotional, big, high, revel- revelatory moment today. <laughs> but I can tell you 100% with surety that the Lord was just as present today as he was on my highest of peaks with him. Mm-hmm. And it's because what we're, what we're seeking in consecration is a peace, steady middle current, yeah. not the high one or the low one. So I would say that peace is, is consecration is more of a steady journey walk with the Lord yeah. instead of seeking moments that are, that are high and that, you know, blow our minds away yeah. as good as those are. Hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a readiness. That is so well said. You know, it's a it's a readiness. It's an it's I'm a just what? a readiness. Like when he's talking, like as he's talking, I'm just like, it's it's a, we talk about alignment all the time. It, it it is it is living in an aligned space where your your spirit is aligned with the presence of God, and it's it's like you said, it's not an emotion, it's not a feeling, it's not a it it is a knowing. It's more it's a knowing more than anything. It yeah. is a it is a spirit and heart knowing yeah. of that you're you're tuned in. And you're living in that. And honestly, you get to a place where you don't, you don't, you don't, you never exit that. I'll just be honest. Like there's a place you can get in your life as you continue to steward that where it is, it's not a constant, you know, you might lean in for things from the Lord, but you don't have to lean in to align yourself. You kind of, there's a space where you live out of that place, you know, and you steward a consecrated life. I mean, we see it in the Bible all the time. I don't think we see it as much in our today's culture we don't see it lived out in front of us so it's like more foreign um but dude like when i think of the consecrate like what you're saying it's like dude there that i think is such a catapult to seeing so many more people releasing the ministry of the lord on the earth and the kingdom because to to learn how to consecrate yourself and living in that space is is something that needs taught, you know, and people have to a hunger for the Lord and then be instructed in it. But, you know, to live in that space, it's like your heart is always in a like in a space of receiving the love of Jesus, which is what gives us everything we need to love other people. Yes. And whether it be through ministering in the spirit, whether it be through prayer ministry, whether it just be, you know, engaging them about the Lord, um, consecration, like God, I just think about in the word, every time he called his people to be consecrated for things and like, you know, it was to take ground, you know, it was always a preparation. It was always a preparation time. Mm-hmm. Because he was he was setting he was setting our hearts into a space where we can live from authority as sons and yes. daughters. Yes, and it's like it's like I have to 
I have to work you into this space. Like I want you like work yourself, honestly, into this space where you can live from this place and be ready. You know, it, like yeah. I said, it's a readiness, but yeah, that's definitely the year you've lived. I mean, I've watched live. That's been a, you know, it has definitely blanketed the whole thing. One of the first questions that I asked the Lord was kind of moving in, I think beyond the summer was like, okay, what, what's my territory now? And when I asked it, I, I was thinking external. My answer I got is it's your heart, dude. Like my, my walk and my eyes are focused on Landon's heart and taking back the territory that was stolen from me in the Lord. Like we're going warrior mode. And so if you're out here saying, I don't have a calling, I don't know what to do, man, it is your heart. Yes. That is your ground. That is your territory. Yes. You got it. And the Lord, I just saw a picture of, of Jesus sitting with me, sharpening my sword mm-hmm. the other day. And it's like, the Lord gives us the authority piece. It's not that we're just sitting here hoping it happens, but he's actually inviting us to partner with him and yeah. co-labor with him yeah. for for the soil of our hearts. And so for me, before I even think about doing anything out there or anything for him, we're going to take 100% of what what's in here in my heart first. And I, I'm a work in progress. Like that's that came to me three weeks ago. So for me, there's a lot of what does that mean? What does that look like that's yeah. going on right now? But <laughs> I just want to say as an encouragement, like so, like it's not like okay, I get consecrated and then the Lord brings this big revelation for something big I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Our our spirits are eternal, so they can't be bound by the things we can think of to do mm-hmm. in this world. That's good. And so that's good. He wants he wants to take our hearts, dude. Wow. Right. I'm sorry. I just, I've never heard it put that way, but that's, that's, um, that's really good. That's really good. I kind of lost my train. Yeah. And we've said, I mean, we've said consecrated a lot on here and for y'all that don't know what it is, it's just being made or set apart. It's sacred. It's not, it's like, it's intentional. Yeah. It's a, it's a choice. So that's Landon. I mean, I'm speaking on his behalf, but that's what like he's talking about is the purification of and the operation of being purified by Jesus for the sake of being closer to Jesus. Mm. Yeah, right on. And that's. I mean, consecrated is a, like we said earlier, it's a scarier word than what it actually is. It's just so pure and holy that it gives off an image of a lot bigger and like an unachievable type of persona in our minds. Yeah. But it's the realest picture that we really need to resonate with and really need to pursue that that's. Being consecrated is, you hinted at this a little bit earlier, and I'd really like you to go into it more, Landon, of what is the significance of being consecrated? Like, why why is this something that you're choosing? Why is this something that's speaking so heavily to you? Give some more details of the significance, that weight that's behind it Mm. for you personally, and then go in from there. 
Well, I think it starts with just a dissatisfaction and hunger, like we were talking about earlier. That's where it starts, man. Is you've got to you've got to taste the bitter cup of this world and what it has to offer, and yourself for so long that you literally cannot consume it again, or you're gonna throw up. And I think that's for me is I don't want to taste that cup again because I don't have to. The Lord did it for me, and He overcame. And he raised from the grave and he took all that. So for me, it's saying, Lord, I'm, I'm not going to sit in my pride anymore. And I'm just going to receive what you have to pour <laughs> into me. And I'm going to believe that I'm worthy of being loved by you because you are worthy. And so for me, the significance is look what you're missing out on. It's like you are sitting here choosing to eat little crumbs when you have a full feast in front of you every second of every day mm-hmm. you're i was choosing to starve myself for no reason when i had a home to go to and i had a meal set with me with jesus ready to go yeah and i mean it's it's such the prodigal son story in yeah. a lot of ways there you know you you eat the pig slop so much that you think you're an actual pig and then you become lower than one in other people's eyes yeah. it's like for me i was yeah. just tired of the slop and it says he came to his senses. So for me, the significant part of it is the realization that I have a home and I'm going to, I don't know how to get back, but I'm not going to settle for, for what wow. I'm tasting anymore. Dude, that's so good. Hmm. Landon Leach, you got anything? Yeah, I'm trying to go talk, my brain blanks. Like I hear, he said so many things that I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And then by the time I get done, I'm like, crap, I don't remember anything. Uh, yeah, you know, this boy's got stuff stored up in there. <laughs> yeah. It's pent up. Dude, I think, well, for like a couple things, um, you know, it's one of the hardest things is to watch somebody not have tasted that bitter cup yet. And they're in the vicinity of godly men, but yet they are still so satisfied by the things that will eventually be bittersweet or bitter, period, that they don't choose consecration. They don't choose preparation. They don't choose, okay, I need to put myself in a position to meet him. Like they may be in godly circles, but they're still, they still put in a lot of hope in a lot of other things. Um, you know, like, you know, you have to be, you, you know, there is a dissatisfaction that says there's got to be more. Hmm. And some people have to taste the other things to see that there's, that he is the more, you know. Um, and, you know, to we talked about, you know, being ready and all these things and what consecration really means and stuff. But it is so true. There is. There is such a shift that has to take place in yourself. I was talking about last night, like the at the worship night, like God is in, there's a season of shifts happening and God has to shift us. And, uh, and what I mean by shift, I mean, there's like an inner integrity that says, I've got what it takes to plant myself here. And not got what it takes is like, I'm skilled or whatever. I just mean like, Lord, I'm going to cling and sit right here and yeah. lean in yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, 
And then I want to, you know, the piece about you talked about men needing to search their hearts first. That's their first calling is their own heart. Good God. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. Like, I don't know what yet, but like when you said that, I was like, yep. Like, that's the truest. That is so true. We're so like, easily count ourselves out as men, of God, as men saying, well, I'm not, I don't know what my calling is, or I don't know what my gifting is, or I don't know, I don't even know who I am. And we, you know, we, we only know how to pursue a profession and all these things. And it's just like your own heart. That like it, it's such a real thing. Like it's not even just like a spiritual thing to say. Like it's a very real, tangible thing. Like if you run after the presence of God and set yourself to learn Him and let Him teach you about your own heart and pursue your own heart, a calling will come out of that. 100%. A mission will come out of that. But you have to consecrate yourself. You have to ready yourself to be seated before the Lord and say, I'm not moving until I find out who you really are yep. and who I really am. Um, but God, that's so like, that's, 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 I think that's a, a, that's a practical truth that men need to hear of like, Hey, you don't have to worry about a calling. Focus on your own heart right now and you'll get everything you need. Yep. Well, it's just like that little boy in the 5,000. You're going to get more than you had in the first place if you just give it away uh to him and so caleb i want to i want to ask you a question because i know i know just kind of your story the past couple weeks just catching up with each other um what does it practically look like for you to get that territory for your own heart Oof. um first of all you got to realize that your heart is something that you need to take hold of and a lot of people walk through life with a victim mentality and they show up every morning when they mm. roll out of bed and they say, well, this happened yesterday, this happened, this has put me in this position of life. And it's like everything's just happened to them. They're not doing anything about life. And I found myself in that position multiple times and then choosing okay, regardless of how this has went down or how this has affected me or anything, I choose a different outcome. I choose to do something about it. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when you look to God and you say, all right, this is who you say I am. This is what you say about this. God, you actually are over all of these situations. You can change it in an instant with how big he is and how powerful he is, you get a different perspective on what may have been so negative at one point. It changes it and it puts a whole different spin and you start realizing that you can take authority over these situations mm -hmm. because of who God is. Mm -hmm. And that is something for me that is not just in big dramatic situations. It's mm. revealing more to me, even in the simple stuff, the day-to-day -day of how I handle talking to someone who drives me absolutely nuts or just any situation that could easily be overlooked, but it actually reveals mm. the filthiness of your mm. heart. 
someone cuts you off in traffic and the first thing you want to do is mf them like it's like oh wow that's that's not jesus that's not reflecting who i'm trying to make myself like so therefore immediately you just recognize okay something's wrong there and there's a root behind it it goes back to something else Mm. so that's just a really practical one of me recently Mm. of Mm. the identification piece and yeah i mean our hearts are so freaking filthy and it's from different i mean it's a endless life journey of trying to clean this thing out until we're in a new body with jesus i mean yeah, there's constantly going to be purifying because of yeah. the toxic world that we live in and the stuff that we do knowingly and the stuff we do unknowingly that we partner with and clog ourselves up with. So, yeah, yeah, that's knowing that there's authority to begin with to be taken over your life and it doesn't have to be that way has been a major shift, even in just the simple things for me recently. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, dude, I think that's super cool when you're saying, because it, it kind of gives me this image of like, I don't need an external something or another to fix me. Mm. I need to actually discover the internal to actually shift me. You know, I'm saying like, you're like, I need to realize like, actually discover, like you're taking territory of your own heart is actually realizing your own heart has what it takes because of who the Lord is and who you are in him to 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 get that you know and to take those steps and grow or whatever it is i think i mean i think that's that's a hard thing to learn sometimes i think well it's just like you know you see dudes get in the gym it's like oh my gosh this dude's ripped now and he was 300 pounds three years ago you know like or you or you see a dude just like take over a hobby you know that's that they're super passionate about and now they're just a, a beast about um it's just a reflection of the heart thing um when we when we see our hearts as territory to take and we take actually take territory for it we realize that we're capable of taking that space yeah. and that catapults into other spaces that we conquer so it's from a practical level, it's just like anything else you do, whether that's in the gym or a hobby, and you're like, oh, I've got what it takes. I'm going to keep doing yeah. this and get better and better and better. And then before you know it, you're an expert. It's the same thing. You like got those, big old boulder shoulders. Yeah, boulder shoulders are like leech over here. Uh, <laughs> you Knock know, the wall out, coming in the bedroom. <laughs> uh, you just wake up. Anyway, you just wake up one day spiritually, and you're like, yeah. man, I'm more deeper in him, and I know him more than I ever thought I would. It makes life a lot more fun. It really does. Yeah. I mean, even in anything that could be monotonous, all it takes is a simple flip of a song on or a simple just, God, thank you for being here. And all of a sudden it's wham, freaking hits you and you can feel his presence. And it's like, oh, dude, he was there here the whole time. And I've just been in La La Land thinking about well, whatever else. Yeah. It's like I could be like this the whole time. Wow. I think for a long time I made it more complicated. 
mm. than what it actually has to be. And mm. I missed out on a lot because I didn't pursue it for the simplicity that it really is. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Here's a here's another metaphor incoming with a warning. But it's you know, you go to your house, you know, your parents' house, you know, assuming you Everyone's listening. You moved out at this point, but you you go, you walk in the door. You're not going to sit at the coffee table and have a four hour deep conversation with your parents every single time you go over there, <laughs> and then when you're done, get up and go to bed, <laughs> only to get up. You're good. Only to get up the next day and to do another deep conversation again. There's so many moments mm-hmm. when you're intimate with your family where you're just sitting and watching a TV show and no one's saying anything. Oh. You go to the fridge and everything's yours because it's theirs, you know? And yep. But you also do stuff around the house while you're there. You take out the trash and you do disciplined things because you, you want to make sure that territory is taken care of. So yeah. a lot of those principles apply with the Lord. Like it's not just we just sit there, do this deep prayer, and then we get on with our business. It's mm-hmm. like he is a dwelling, flowing thing. When we are in his presence at all times. Yeah. Yeah, dude, the discipline piece in that, like, I always say it's worth it to be disciplined because discipline is creating a structure for your heart to thrive in. Yes. You know, your heart doesn't have room to actually find its healing and find the openness when there's not even a discipline of meeting with the Lord. You know, when you actually have taken the steps to commit to meeting with God, I'm not talking about, and it's hard for me to say that too, because I think people, some people are very disciplined in meeting with God, but they, they lack the revelation of like, in, of like connecting with God. So they, they're meeting with God, but they're meeting with their, they're meeting with their checklists of what they need to do when they yeah. meet with God yeah. versus actually meeting with him. But you well, know, that's a whole journey of itself is figuring yeah. out how you and the Lord communicate i mean yeah. it's not a one two three i mean obviously you know read scripture <laughs> and prayer but it like once you get past that initial threshold man like you've got to figure out your rhythm and your cadence and your flow with the lord oh dude my journey for that was like i tried or <laughs> i would draw i would write i feel that i was showing landon last night in my room like i had 10 <laughs> filled notebooks from just journaling at day after day after day but i mean honestly it was I was so hungry to find to meet with God in a real way. And I would just, all I knew how to do was journal my heart. What was on my mind? What am I thinking about God? You know, but it's like, you have to, you, but it's like you, you prepare yourself to go in there and go through the process of discovering that connection. And like, how do you and God communicate? How do you and God connect? And, but I mean, it's all worth it. <laughs> Shoot ya! Y'all got anything else? Oh. Any other thoughts? I'm thinking of like, I mean, just to honor our guest today and thinking about who he is as a person. I mean, Landon has pursued a lot of things and is successful at a lot of them. I mean, he's a musical artist, so look him up on your streaming services. At Eldriz. Eldriz. L-D-R-I-Z. Yeah. L-D-R-I-Z. <laughs> Way out of here. Dude, this man, 
this man's got all the drip. I mean, yeah. I can remember when I first showed up to college and seeing this dude. Maybe a little too much cat. back then. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little overboard. I remember the first time he walked in the porch, I was like, what? This guy's hat's a little uh, small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe a little too much, but... No. Dude's got, dude's got style. We freaking love it. Yeah. Um, dude. Yeah, I mean, dude's got some fire music that he puts out. Y'all need to go listen to uh, at Eldris. I mean, Lord, he helped us start this podcast. Yep. And really, really helped us play a major role in getting it off the ground. And really guiding us, even with his busy schedule, he'd fit it in and get her done, <laughs> editing-wise. And, I mean, we're forever thankful for that. Yeah. And then... Lord, there's a bazillion things that I could say personally. I mean, <laughs> dude, we met we met on prayer team, essentially, in our fraternity. And this man was a leader who really was driven by vision and seeking the Lord above anything else. And it really challenged me and really encouraged me to see life from a different perspective in a different man of God that really wanted some of the similar things that I wanted, even though we couldn't have been two totally polar opposite <laughs> types of people. If you put us in a lineup, you'd be like, hey, no way these two dudes are talking to each other. <laughs> I feel like that's your MO, but, Caleb. You're always with guys that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> that is also true. But that's just the beauty of the Lord, and yeah, I mean it's been a very special journey since yeah. then. And to see where you're at and what the Lord's doing in your life, man, is hmm. we can't say it enough. It's exciting to watch. It's a pleasure to do life with you. To number one, see the Lord on your life and what's all happening, but also get to partake in it ourselves and get to be a part of it too. Yeah. It's very, mm. very special. And for me to think that we would get to do life still continuously together after all the different avenues that we've chosen to go down and pursue with our personal lives. Yeah pretty freaking cool how we still call we're, home the same place man we're just getting started too man that's the fun part yeah so, um yeah. i just want to say i'm honored to be on this show Oof. um i've listened to i'm a faithful fan i've listened to every episode <laughs> and usually it ends with me texting one of you two saying <laughs> holy cow this timestamp, i'm wrecked uh so just think i mean i owe each of you caleb you know obviously how far we go back you introduced me to the porch, but also you just being such a rock for me. I mean, we can pick up, pick up the phone three or four months down the road and we're right where we left off. And it's just, and it's not because it's this cliche, cool friendship. It's the Holy spirit, man. Like we, you're just so in tune with him and it's just so easy to jump back in the current with you. So, and then Landon, of course, I mean, just being able to be under your wing to, to hear your heart, you know, you're you're a leader that leads with vulnerability. Something that I envy a lot. And it's just been really cool to just be trusted with hearing where you're at with the Lord truly. And it just yeah. 
it fires me up more than any cool word of, of wisdom ever could. Wow. And so, um, yeah, thankful to be on here. If you're listening to this full scope experience, uh, you better keep listening and watching because this thing's about to explode yes. because the board is all over these two dudes. We receive it. And like, like you guys said, I'm just excited to watch the ride. So, wow. Thank you, dude. That's wow. I'll have to go cry about that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, wow. yeah, this has Guys. just been such a good time. And, uh, this is not going to be the last time you're on there with us. <laughs> oh, not. so but um, such a good episode of letting y'all in on one of our brother's lives yeah. and truly see the fruit of the Lord and let him speak on some of the stuff that, he's getting the experience from god and what he's seeing and lord there's so much that we know y'all get fed by in this so yeah thank you guys for another great episode thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of full scope our hope is that y'all are encouraged by this show to live in an abundant life with jesus if you enjoy this show we'd love for y'all to go to our page on whatever platform you're listening on scroll to the bottom Give us a rating and a review, and we'd love to hear some feedback on how this show is impacting you. Once again, thank y'all for your support of the show. We couldn't do this without y'all. And stay tuned for more episodes.